Yo, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> it's your boy Wayne. Oh my gosh, this is—you guys don't know this, but you guys don't know. But this is my tenth attempt of recording this intro. I don't know why I'm like that. I felt it was too long. I don't know. It's too corny. I, oh god. Anyway, this is it. So I'm not gonna. Yep. He's gonna have to deal with the mistakes and awkwardness. So this is it, yo. So I actually do have some updates for y'all. Uh, so I, I summed it up to like three. Uh, reasons, uh, three, well, not three reasons, but three things that I got going on. Okay. So number one, uh, I'm, I'm changing the name of the podcast. I'm uh, changing the artwork, you know, the design. Um, don't worry. It's still going to be called, it's, I'm not, it's still going to be a destiny podcast. It's just that it's time for a change. Uh, and plus the clan is dead. Like it, it, there's only like one active member and that's Paul. So it's time to move on it's time to just make a change and uh you know it's actually fun to change the artwork and get creative so that's number one number two i don't play destiny that much anymore okay destiny one has gotten stale it's gotten boring um and frankly i don't feel comfortable you know recording an episode about a game that i don't even enjoy anymore so i will return to destiny but um it'll be back it'll, it'll be in uh it'll, it'll be uh, in november when the new dlc comes out so that's when i'll start recording that's when i'll start playing destiny again and uh you know it's just I, destiny's just boring you know what i'm saying so i'd rather just not record an episode about a game that i just don't enjoy it's just it doesn't make any sense it's, it's it has become a chore at this point you know what i mean like i would try to finesse my way out of the episode I'm like, dude, I don't feel like doing it. This is boring. And I, I think I even a couple, I, I think a couple of my, uh, my co-hosts, they just weren't really enjoying themselves that much. They're like, huh, it's happened a couple times and I've had some talks with them and they're like, you know, I don't feel like <laughs> talking about destiny right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and number three, number three, it's just that, uh, the procrastination, um, I'm new to this content creation thing. Okay. So uh, I put too much pressure on myself. I do everything myself, pretty much. So there's a lot of pressure put on myself. And it's not that I don't have a desire to put out good content or put out content at all. It's just that I'm exhausted mentally. And thus that affects me physically. And I just don't have the energy to even make good content or put out content at all. So there you go. Um, I figure I'd give you guys my own... My, the, I could be as honest as I can here, okay? So uh, that's, that's I just wanted to give you guys a quick update. And also, I just want to thank you guys for those that stuck around, uh, for those that just, you know, came in to the uh, podcast series. So I just want to say thank you, okay? Um, I do get paid because I'm sponsored by Anchor, uh, you know, to, to use their app, which is very nice. Um, it may not be much, you know, because I have to record an ad, read, and I got to, you know, if, if you guys, if you guys make it to the ad, then that's when I get paid. But I just want to say thank you because, you know, you guys don't have to listen. And this is like another way to support me uh, while just, you know, oh, I don't know why I'm having a hard time talking, but this is just another way to support me without actually having to pull out your wallet. So if you guys genuinely enjoy the podcast, all you got to do is just suffer through a cringy 30 to 40 second ad read i'm not changing it by the way so suck it up um <laughs> anyway hope you guys enjoy this episode this is going to be a long one so um i'm pretty sure i'm going to say in the actual the actual episode 
that this this is going to be a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about, you know, the flaws of Destiny 2. But more importantly, it's more of a constructive criticism. We're also going to try to try to provide, you know, solutions to those problems. At least we're going to try. Um, so this is a super long one. But Paul, you know, suggested that, you know, we just talk about, I guess, one particular issue and we could just make that uh, uh, a series which I agree with, but uh, just this episode, this is actually kind of long. So get your snacks, get your Pop-Tarts, your, your Pringles, your bacon, your sausage, your pancake, whatever, man. Just get some snacks because this is a long episode. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy the cringiness. Enjoy the topics at hand. And uh, hopefully I'll see you guys very soon. So enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Whoa. Oh, wow. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, Adam? Hey. Hey. Wait, no, Paul. Uh, but how's your week going on so far, man? Well, I got a huge achievement today. What's the achievement? What's up, Paul? Yeah. I am now unbroken. Nice. Woohoo! Nice. Wait, I forgot what that I forgot what that achievement was, though. <laughs> the hardest part is you have to get legend three different seasons. So I had two before. Mm-hmm. And then last season I fell short because I stopped kind of playing towards the end and I missed it by like, you know, like five hundred points or whatever. Yeah. And this season I wanted to make sure I got it and I did. Okay. Today. Actually Joe helped me out finish the last of it. We got maybe like eight hundred points today to finish it off. Yeah, I saw him playing with you today. Well, this is crazy because uh, I guess we're in the presence of a king. So my fault, king. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was fun though. It was a, uh, it was one of those things where of all the achievements and like triumphs and seals and things, that was one I wanted the most, just because of like how much I've spent trying to get it. Yeah, you work hard. I know. You, you told me about it. I think, I, I think last season or a couple seasons ago. That's just what you're trying to do. I think the last time we went hard going in legendary like, or trying to go to legendary uh, i guess you could say at the very least no 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 it wasn't legendary i think what what, 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 what did we have to do to get the lunas how it wasn't legendary though what was uh, it heroic got hit heroic okay but that was back in the day when heroic getting heroic i think was different like they had changed up the like leveling a couple times and getting heroic when lunas how first came out was actually pretty difficult but then like it, and I don't know what exactly they changed. I think they changed the uh, point system on how many points you get for like a win versus a loss where it was like in order when it first like came out, it was one of those, if you got one win and then like one loss, I think you still went like negative points. Like yeah. you had to have like at least yeah. a two or three win streak in order to like be positive. Like if you won one and then lost the next one, I think you ended up losing points. So yeah. it was really difficult to try to get it. Mm. And they have since changed that slightly. I haven't really noticed because I don't really play competitive that much. Okay. Uh, well, look, uh, for those that are listening, um, this is a bonus episode, and uh, a lot of changes are going to be coming. So um, if you made it this far into the podcast, obviously you heard the intro uh, audio that I recorded for you guys to understand. But uh, it is going to be a lot of changes, like I said in the beginning. There's going to be a lot of changes coming soon with this podcast, with the clan and everything like that. Just some changes. It's, it's, it's about that time. Um, but we do have a, a guest on our show, Superfly Mana. What's up? You. Yeah, so he's yes. on- <laughs> he's a former host. I mean, that is that is true. Uh, but he's on our other podcast called the. Called- <laughs> Dang, what you doing in there? <laughs> Dropping Hi, spoons. Oh, okay, I got you. My fault. 
<laughs> he's he's uh he's in our other um he's in our other podcast called the EBD podcast where we talk about everything but destiny. And uh, I figure we uh, bring him over. I think this has been a long time coming. So this is a bonus episode. Uh, uh, this is a bonus Destiny episode. And we're really just going to talk about, you know, with the pain points of the game. We're going to really dive into some constructive criticism. We, I know we always talk about the games here or there. We may, you may even hear some uh, uh, familiar pain points that I maybe I brought up or Adam has, Adam has brought up. Um, but we're really going to dive in and dive deep into, you know, uh, our pain points and the issues of the game. And also we're going to dive into maybe some solutions that we can offer and, you know, see how this uh, game can, can progress to obviously be better because we, we, we do enjoy the game. Obviously we care about the game. That's why we're talking about it now in such a manner. So um, I figure we can do like this, uh, you know, Paul, you can have the floor. You, it doesn't matter. I, I'll go last, but Paul or Adam, who, who who wanted to go first? I didn't really care. So, um, Paul. Okay. Well, I believe that I have just like a lot of ideas. Okay. So I'm not going to sit here and just read and read and read and read and read. I, uh, I feel like it would be better if like we it. had a talking point or a focal point and uh, then we just use ideas for that. Okay. Topic. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So. We could talk about this. Then how about this? I have some right here. I have a talking point. Uh, we could just go in circles on this one. Let me see. All right. So I did have a couple of uh, pain points or issues that I have in Destiny, but we could start with this one. Um, I put there's a there's a counterintuitive and counterproductive decision making, and I'll just get to my point right here. So basically, De- Bungie has has admitted that they are creating the meta. Right. They, they, they're creating, you know, what people are they're They're really they're uh, they're creating the meta. And it's like a hardcore, you know, uh, influence on what people are going to use. It's pretty much a, a determination of what people are going to use. So they're creating the meta, uh, I think, is a terrible idea because it totally punishes the people that desire to be creative. And it's kind of it's kind of funny because the meta should be inspired through creativity, like using creative perks and roles, in my opinion. And I think also creating a meta through uh, passive power advantages with no drawback is boring and frustrating. Now, we all know that there's a lot of exotics or weapons out there. Let's just say exotics, for example, that uh, with, with intrinsic perks, you know, that provide, of course, that kind of power fantasy or maybe that, that power, power aspect. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is with, and that's another thing in itself, but I guess you could say, um, uh, for example, some exotics that are just straight, that just have straight power advantages, just passive power advantages for no reason, just because, and there's no drawback. It's just frustrating and it's just boring. And I, like I said, you're, you're only punishing the people who are not using the meta, which is ironic because being anti-meta is kind of like a, a pseudo meta, if you will, you know, cause a lot of people kind of want to, you know, identify as people that don't use the meta. Obviously it's not a meta, but it's more of like a pseudo meta cause they're trying to be their own thing. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts on, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, you know, do you guys agree with that point? I mean, have you ever thought about that before? Do you think Bungie makes a lot of counterintuitive or counterproductive decision-making, which is just frustrating and just makes no sense? Paul, what do you think? So I believe that they, I understand what they do, right? So Ace of Spades comes out and 140 hand cannons are in a great spot. Why? Because they want you to go get the Ace of Spades. They want you to, they want it to feel good. Um, same thing with like every weapon, every weapon exotic that comes out in every season. It kind of always feels like it's tailored 
with the, like towards the meta. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when Beyond Light comes out, you know, there's talks of uh, uh, Pulse Rifles being back, Hawk Moon coming back. Yeah. So does that mean they're gonna buff hand cannons? And then are we farming hand cannons? Are we getting ready for another hand cannon meta? But it's kind of like this whole rotation where, you know, you're playing the game, your vault space is only so big, and you get these god rolls of weapons that are just trash in PvP, trash in PvE, mm-hmm. and, you, and you get rid of them. And then all of a sudden, the next season or two seasons down the road, they're the king. And you don't have what you had anymore, and you can't pull from your collections because your collections only holds, you know, the year one rolls which I've always kind of felt like your collections, which would be insane, right? Right. But if it was more of a recalibration station, kind of the lines of uh, Division 2, right? Mm-hmm. Where each weapon archetype has 20-something perks. And once you get that perk, you can kind of, like, save it. Mm. But if you were able to pull from your collections, oh, you know, I have I have had a better Devils with, you know, auto-loading holster and drop mag. Mm-hmm. Boom. Let me pull that one out again because that's the new. You know what I mean? Like, be, yeah. No, that'd be great. So, I agree with you on that point. I, I like that. So, so you run into a lot of issues where you're you're basically frustrating players because we can't keep all these weapons. We don't have the storage space. And on top of that, with the rotating meta, it's like one day you have a god weapon, and the next day like it's gone again, and then you have to regrind. And I get that's kind of the point. They want you to go out and grind the exotics. They want you to go grind all your weapons and have things to do. But it shouldn't be that type of grind. There are plenty of other things that we need to be grinding in Destiny to not focus on, you know, weapons we may have had or should have in the future or this and that. So, I mean, that's my biggest gripe with the meta. And, and then, you know, they waste their resources and time constantly having to tweak and balance the sandbox when they're the ones who, who I feel like are shooting themselves in the foot. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I mean, like, I get it. Like, I never thought of it like that in terms of, like, certain exotics coming out. Like, I just thought, of, like, you guys bringing it up just now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. I still don't agree with that method anyway of them, like, preparing people to, you know, use this kind of weapon because this exotic is going to be hot. So they want people to use it. And I don't know if they're, like, using us as, like, a little beta test, but I'm like, I'm like, bro, I, I, like I said before, I don't really care. I think people are going to use that gun regardless, whether it's practical, trash, whatever. It's an exotic. So people are going to want to experiment and explore regardless because it's an exotic. It doesn't really matter. So I think if, if you come out with a, an intrinsic, and that's another talking point, you know, whatever. Um, but if I feel like if you, if you give exotics, I, mean, I made this talk a while ago, but if you give exotics intrinsic perks that are, more uh, uh the more unique rather than just power based and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not and I'm not talking about the ones that you have to you know activate or do something I'm talking about the passive ones that are just being powerful for no reason just because they buffed this archetype I'm like well now what like okay great now I'm using this because Bungie buffed for example auto rifles I'm like well you're not using it because of the perk you're using it because auto rifles are powerful you know whatever but I, I think I don't know I think like you said they they shoot themselves in the foot you know, uh, just by creating these metas, you know, and I feel like you're creating a kind of a, 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 a sending a grind under false pretenses. It's like, well, what are you really trying to do here? And then now, you know, the, 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 uh, you're punishing people for it because this is something that you served up to us. And now it's quote unquote, a problem. Oh, we need to tone it down, tone it down. You brought it up. 
So that that really ticked <laughs> me off. I'm like, okay, what? Well, right, I'm done with you. Like, I'm like, make up your mind. What do you want to do, bro? Because if if you if you guys don't come up, like like have a vision and follow it. And like, be concrete in what you want to do. But this wishy washy relationship that we have, like, bruh, you need to figure it out. Well, sorry, Adam. Good. Did you want to add anything to like the the whole talking point? I'm sorry, my fault. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of agree both what you're saying, but I don't like that they do the meta. And to me, I guess I haven't necessarily noticed that it's a, you know the specific exotics coming out where they do it, but they do definitely decide what they want. Um, oh yeah. Whether because of the exotics and and. And it's almost like, to me, what the developers, you know, like, so maybe someone created a sidearm and they thought it was going to be really good and no one used it. Mm. And so they're like, well, this is bullshit. Like, I want people to use my sidearm. Well, guess what? Then they buff sidearms a little bit and, you know, all of a sudden sidearms are king. That's trash. Or <laughs> whatever, you know, or submachine guns or, you know, like, they, yeah. And, and, and they said, like, the this idea that the perks are only power-based, like the ones, it is a problem. I mean, it's the same thing even with like, and the, well, the problem is too, is that they, the ones are still in the game. And I think, you know, that's like with the whole sunsetting, why, yeah. well, unfortunately they're not sunsetting exotics, but, um, you know, people are like, oh, why do they keep falling back to these weapons from like multiple seasons ago? We're coming up with all these new perks, all these cool perks. It's like, well, yeah, but, some of them are very, very specific on how they're activated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, a lot of the times, it's just easier to do, you know what? I know if I get a kill and reload, I got kill clip. Right. I need to be thinking about, oh, if I melee someone with a full melee charge and this, and then now I have this. Like, it's, it's just, you know, it's more complicated. And yeah. so damage perks are straightforward. They're very simple. Yeah. And it's so... But I, 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 they're just like keep I, I think unique perks my fault. I, I, I talked over you I didn't hear what you said my fault what would you say I'm saying I wanted to do unique perks but unfortunately so long as those other perks are in the game mm-hmm. it's not gonna matter right you know, even with a lot of the exotics like there's some really unique exotics mm-hmm. but unfortunately they're buying a lot you know again maybe in regular crucible or just doing a strike just you know no big deal yeah, they, you can use them and experiment with them and have fun with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I love using Sunshot and Strikes. You know, it's a great ad clear weapon. Right. Um, but it's, by and large, useless in PvP. I mean, okay, maybe if you're really good with them, you know, cool. But in terms of hand cannons, there's a lot better hand cannons than the Sunshot. And there's a lot better exotics than the Sunshot. Right. For, uh, you know, for the energy slot. So it's, it's one of those, it's, it's hard to try to say like, oh, I want to use this weapon with its fun, unique perks when everyone else is just using a 600 auto with kill clip or rampage and just melting people's faces off and you don't even get a shot off. And it's like, well, this isn't fun anymore. Right. Fall into it. Right. And I agree. And I think honestly, it makes sense. And I understand why people pick those kind of guns with those perks, because I mean, logically and honestly, objectively speaking, it just makes sense, right? You want to win. You know what I'm saying? So you want to put yourself in the best position possible to do so. Now, in terms of the power weapons I was talking about, like I said, I was just talking about the passive ones, but like there are some exotics out there that are perfectly fine that 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 do that do have power-based, you know, perks, 
But like I said, you have to activate them a specific kind of way. I agree that they shouldn't be complicated in terms of how they activate. They just sh- they shouldn't be that specific. I mean, I guess you could say you have to kind of pinpoint and find which one we're talking about. But like uh, there are like there are a lot of uniques. I haven't actually named some. You brought you brought up one to light that I thought were unique, and like you know I like the Sunshot for an example. I like I like the Polaris Lance Scout, Risk Runner SMG. Monte Carlo auto rifle, Prometheus lens, a trace rifle. And like you said, the sunshot hand cannon, those are just some examples, you know, that I think they are unique in themselves. I think maybe one or two are kind of based on have a little bit of a power in it. I think the risk runner actually does. So if you get hit with arc, then you become charged up, you get more resistant, you, you become more resistant to arc damage. Um, and on top of it too, you do more damage with that, you know, with that submachine gun. Um, but it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a risk, you know, it's a risk reward kind of thing, but it's instead overpowered to the point where you can't, you know what I mean? You, you, in order for that perk to activate, you have to risk to, you have to risk, you, you are risking getting hit. You, it causes you to get damaged in order well, for it to activate. But right now, I the, is pretty, the pretty much right now, risk runner would be useless because most people are using uh, gnawing hunger, which is void or sonar, which is solar. And right there aren't a lot of people using arc subclasses right now. Like a lot of the warlocks are using Dawnblade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess maybe hunters, but a lot of hunters are using void mm. because of the oppressive darkness and whatnot. Okay. So, I mean, there's just one. And it's an easy thing. Like if, if I see that there's a dude using risk runner and I'm about to like, play trials against them, yeah. you know, I'm going to make sure that I don't have any arc. Guess what? Then that perk is useless. That's true. Yeah. Can you, weapons can you imagine they like throw a grenade at the wall and run into it and then they just they're good to go <laughs> and maybe but, but then again, that's one of those where you're forcing them to hurt themselves right and waste a grenade in order to do that and so I mean, if they really want to do that cool but it's you know it's a, again it's it is a cool weapon it is a fun perk but that to me is a very much a pve weapon simply because of you have to be hit by arc and in the competitive modes, there's an easy way to fit. And, you know, that's, that's one of the ways um, even a lot of people are, you know, if, if they're seeing people who are really, really good snipers or really good with shotgunning or something, people will then put on double primaries simply to deny them, like, uh, energy we- or special ammo. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You only get those two shots. Better make them count because even if you kill me, you're not getting any more. Unless you die. Right. And so it's one of those, it, it's forcing people, you know, it, which, you know, it can be done, you know, so be it's, you know, obviously it's a, it's a very good strategy. Um, but it's one of those, that's why Risk Runner is one of those weapons where it's a very, so specific that like, you have to be damaged by arc. And otherwise it's not that good of a weapon. Like it's really like, it's base, just gun mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. The only reason it's kind of good is because of that, you get the arc damage resistance and then you just freaking just reloads on kills. Right. So you have like damn near like infinite ammo. Right. All right. Well, yeah. I've, okay. You want something else? You want to add something else? I was just going to switch it up and talk to Paul. Uh, yeah. I guess like the one final thing with meta is, yeah, I mean, I hate that they choose it. I don't understand why they do it. Right. Um, I, I really think that they should have balance and not balance in that. And I, we've talked about it before. I get it. You know, there are going to be some weapons that are better than others. Just that's just the way it's going to be. You can't have all of them equal. Right. But the fact that there are so many weapons that are not even like viable, that it's like, you know, that's a problem where it's not even like, oh, 
you could use this. You just have to be, you know, a little bit better. Like I still use pulses and I still have done decently well with pulses. Yeah. I just have to know that I have to stay at further range because if I get into a medium to close range situation, a gnawing hunger is going to melt me and before I can kill them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm further away, I could probably kill them before they kill me. So, I mean, there are some situations that you can still use other weapons, but like, even like hand cannons, like hand cannons right now, you can't really, really use very effectively. I guess, you know, okay, sure. Some really, really good hunters and things are out there and they're still doing pretty good and popping off with spare rations. Um, I've seen a couple Ace of Spades starting to come back. Again, maybe people are starting to think that because of like what Paul was saying with Hawkmoon, that the, they see the writing on the wall and they think it's going to be um, a hand cannon meta next. And so they're, they're kind of pulling out some of the old, old trusted hand cannons, trying to get good with them now. So that way, once they're you know, actually meta again, they're just crushing it. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, spare, spare rations and... Uh, spare rations is pretty popular in PvP, I'd say, even on console, primarily on PC, though. I mean, so PC doesn't have the same meta that we do on console. They hackers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they have hackers and aimbots and this and that. And they do, but even still, when you're able to use a mouse and click and place your cursor where you want it to hit, it's a little bit easier. And the weapon opportunities also change. You can have more freedom on PC. The The hard meta that we experience is mostly on console. And I do seem to be much more in competitive play than, like, I see a lot of other varieties and just plain old control. Right. Um, <clears throat> and everything, or, or Clash or whatever. Because there's nothing really at stake. Like it's fun. Yeah. You want to win, but there's no, you don't lose points. If you lose, you don't lose like, you know, a car chance of going flawless or ELO or anything else. Like there's, there's zero risk. So that's the place where people do decide to like just mess around with different loadouts. But once you get into those competitive or even elimination or, uh, trials there's you know very little deviation from the meta at that point you know it's pretty much when i was running trials last week and even this week suros and gnawing hunger and summoner were pretty much every single person had that one of those three auto rifles was in almost every person's loadout like sure there were a couple you know oddballs here and there that were using like a thorn or a spare rations or a dire promise but by and large it was Fell Winters and Syros, or Gnawing Hunger and uh, Revoker, or something of that like nature, where it was just, it was really boring. Like, even when I went, I mean, even when I went flawless once last week, it was not the most fun thing because it was just every single person was just spamming auto rifles everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think I, w- I was asking myself this question, and I guess we can make a transition over to Paul's talking points. He can pick one, and we can just rotate like we just did. But uh, I- I've been thinking about that lately. And when it comes to trials, um, I- the reason why I did not enjoy trials at first is because of the light level disadvantage, the light level disadvantages, right? And personally, I- we talked about that before. I don't like that. I feel like the light level needs to be light level needs to be. I think disabled in trials just because you have a higher light level that does, that does not mean like I don't, I don't understand how that can translate to just like more of a competitive 
nature. Like, just because, like, what if I have kids and then I, but I really enjoy your game, but we got, we got a kid who just, you know, has all the free time in the world and I got to face him in trials. Granted, I'm sure I, you could just say tough and go grind until you're able to, you know, to restart light level. But I'm like, bro, I think you're, I understand that. And I know that I could just do that, but I feel like you're really kicking a lot of people in the butt. Uh, you know, especially a lot of people that really just enjoy your game and to put that stumbling block in front of them. I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. And like I said before, it goes back in my, in my, in my opinion to that pseudo grind where you're like, you're, you're making us do something just to keep us busy, but it doesn't actually serve a purpose because having light level to play trials versus not having a light level, there's what, what, like, what, what is the point? Like, what so is- let me throw out. I will tell you what, at least I think the initial idea behind it is. I don't agree with them, but initially it was, I think they wanted to have at least, at least a part of the minimum light level is they didn't want, or they, they felt that there was less likely to have hackers or cheaters coming over with the new light or not the new light or, the, or maybe it was new light, the free mode, you know how there's like the free mode or whatever now. Yeah. It's new light. New light. They were afraid that with, that many people now coming into play for free okay that they were going to be the ones who weren't going to grind light level and they were going to be coming in at you know really low light and then that was going to be the hacker where if if you were going to be if you wanted to go cheat and hack which i mean i i still don't understand what people do but whatever if you wanted to you know come in and play this game for free and cheat and hack but you had to grind for like weeks in order to get up to that level it might deter you and be like, it's not worth my time and energy to, to grind up to the point where I can actually do it. That was, I think, the initial idea behind that. Now, I don't understand why... Still got they, cheaters. We still got cheaters now, though. So, like. Well, I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> always going to have some, unfortunately. Right. But I don't understand. So they say you know, light was enabled in D1 trials, but I don't remember it ever really mattering. Mm, I don't recall that ever, but then again, I, well, from, unless you were below a certain light level, like if it was one of those to so say like right now, I think 960 is the minimum to get in. Like if you were, be, or like, if you drop well, like below I, that, I don't, I don't know if it's 960 now, Adam, because of the new season, it's probably like, well, true. 10, yeah. 10. It probably is higher, but whatever it is, it's one of those. It's yeah. It's probably like 1040 or 1050 or something. Mm, okay. Um, but I understand a minimum. So that way, you know, you, you met that threshold of, you know, you got to a certain point. But yeah, like the, the fact that someone is 10 light levels higher than me. So I try to shoulder charge when it doesn't kill them. Oh it's God. like, what? That, that, like, oh why is that thing? I, 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 I shoulder charged them. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm 10 light levels higher. It's like, okay. Uh, like you said, that just means you have more time to grind. Yeah, get out of my way. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like all that means is that either you have more time to grind or you have a much better RNG than me. Um, all right, but they, all right, can I? I'm going to throw my comment out go for before you guys go too far down this rabbit hole. You do realize that trials isn't like competitive. It's not glory or valor PvP. It is an end game piece of content, which is why Bungie puts out this power cap. Same thing with Grandmaster Nightfall. Same thing with the raid, like the dungeon. They want mm-hmm. you when you have grinded up to then have a new mode that you can go into with new loot, new this, new that. that that's probably their thinking and standpoint. Okay. However, you know, there's a streamer, I'm sure you guys have heard of him, Cami Cakes, and he has ta- put out multiple videos 
about how destiny needs to strip down this whole power and light grind altogether and that you should be able to do anything you want to do and the only thing that should change is the difficulty you set it to so all your armor is just it's just armor there's no light on it there's no weapon number next to anything it's just there's weapons and there's armor and you choose what difficulty you Mm -hmm. play on and then based on your difficulty determines what kind of rewards you get granted pvp that wouldn't that would change things a little bit but not really that's mostly a pve thing pvp it would just be like normal pvp across the board which i'm okay with all those with those type of ideas i don't think that we need light because you're right it's just like an additional thing to grind to i hate having to infuse things like that they can make it feel more like an mmorpg by introducing like a recalibration station or you know different ideas of that nature Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that's actually a good point. And I, I didn't even think about it like that in terms of Bungie's perspective. I mean, you're right. It is an end game activity, but I still, like I said, disagree with that kind of method anyway. And I guess, you know, Cammy Kicks, I didn't know anything about that either. So, I mean, I think that's really cool. I mean, I, now you think about it. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I think that's a good idea. Seriously. I mean, even the funny thing is, you know, think about Bungie and everything. Think about Halo. Halo never had it. You know, you're Master Chief. You had the same amount of armor. You, know, you, you didn't change your armor or your your strength, but going from easy to legendary, what it really did is changed how many enemies and how aggressive the enemies and like how accurate they were. So you could do something like that where it's um, if you were just more of yeah, and, and that's where you like if you just wanted to play the game just to play the story, put it on easy mode, and so that way just have fun with it. Yep, and that's that's kind of his point, and that's like kind of. You know, it's a good approach because you think about it. We already do that for Nightfalls, mm. right? We already do that. The raids are set to a certain difficulty level. I mean, imagine if there was, you have your normal, you have your hard, you, have, you can have a higher difficulty if you want. But And then the drops are based off what you're willing to do. You want gear the drop with 60 plus stats, do the harder difficulty. Mm-hmm. You want, you know, an Ascendant Shard versus an Enhancement Shard, do higher difficulties. But it, it's basically you get what you put into yeah. it. Yeah. And... That's that's a lot better, but it won't, and it'll help the PvP aspect. But I mean, you know, PvP is what it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't. I don't really think I have too much. I'm I'm looking through my notes a little bit. I think I have a note somewhere that's not on the notepad that I also wanted to bring in about PvP. But my whole thing is, like, I don't know if we need to like. We have glory, we have valor, we have trials, we have all these different game modes for PvP. They, to me, when it comes to PvP, they really need to like tone it down. Like we need to have three v three skirmish, six v six like uh, clash, and then maybe have like two to three additional like game modes per type. Throw a rumble in there, and then have elim during the week, and then trials on the weekend. Like. there's too many little dots that you always have to click on. I have to go and play what five games of one PVP mode and then four of another. It's, yeah. it's a little redundant. It's a little redundant um, for people that don't, uh, you know, enjoy PVP as much as okay. some people. And then, um, oh yeah, I think I have it right here. Oh, and then you got Iron Banner that comes back. I mean, they could work. I think there should be. The freelances, I love the freelance game modes because for the longest time, when I when I was playing on PC by myself before the hackers and cheaters kind of infested it, 
um, you know, I played a lot of survival freelance. I played a lot of, you know, everything by myself. I got to fabled to get my mountaintop, my revoker, my recluse. Like I literally had all the quests done and then I hit fabled once and I got like four weapons. Mm. But I mean, I was able to do it myself because they changed the way the game kind of worked and things of that nature. But, but I mean now, and you know, and now Adam has his, as uh, unbroken. I mean, there's just a lot of players are getting those those triumphs because it was locked behind these skill like gaps that you couldn't. Yeah, you might be able to hit glory, you might be able to hit fabled, but I mean, once you get to like mythic or whatever it was, and then good luck trying to get legendary or legend. I mean, you just you weren't making it there unless you had a stacked right. team. So I mean, it's nice to have these freelance game modes that you know other solo players can hop in. You're not collaborating. You're really not. I mean, yeah, maybe you're like inviting your guys to a party and you're having an advantage. But I mean, that's where you find out how good you actually are in PvP. You go play freelance, go see how far you can make it because that's where your skill is going to be. You're going to start playing with people that are supposed to be equivalent skill. I mean, granted, you're going to have carries. You're going to have like these guys uh, doing recharge and stuff. But for the most part, the people that you get, the tier that you kind of get stuck in, the point range you get stuck in, that's where you're at, and that's a good way to gauge yourself from season to season to season to see if you're improving. Okay, I mean, like me, I, I say I'm overall just indifferent about like where PvP is at. I'm talking, I'm, well, no, 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 not where it's at, but in terms of how many options there are. And personally, I'm not like opposed to having a lot of options, but I can see how it's kind of like redundant or like just kind of silly to have that many because uh, I'm thinking about what well, what's the what do I think um the um the uh, the, uh what do you call it. <sighs> Flashpoints. So, like, you know how, how we used to have flashpoints or whatever? Uh, I mean, I guess it's still the same thing, but basically each week or each reset, you got to do PvP, Gambit, Strikes, and I guess, like, a raid or whatever, right? And uh, yeah. I, found, I, I didn't realize this, I think, till a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I would say, is that I did PvP, right? Like, to get, like, I guess, what, the Pinnacle gear? Or no, no, maybe it was just, like, Tier 1 gear or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's depending on which one, you get powerful for one of them and the Pinnacle okay. for the other. Okay. And like, I, one, the ones, like, the road, like Paul was saying, like, doing the Rotator gets you maybe Pinnacle and doing the other one gets you powerful or vice versa. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I just didn't even know. I, I, I just happened to notice that, like, a couple of... Um, a couple of, uh, I think a month, maybe I think about a month ago, I guess you can say. I don't know. I think it's a little much. I'm overall kind of indifferent about that kind of stuff. Uh, in terms of just how many options we have, I don't really play it that much. Only, only, only PvP I play anyway, like seriously, is the competitive. I have more, more fun in that game mode. And I guess, I mean, since we're, I guess, talking about PvP and I guess just options, I mean, I think another problem Bungie has um, is like the illusion of choice. Like, because uh, for, for a while now, like, we all, as players, we, we want more options, but we want more freedom, too. And I think that's where the excitement comes. But I think the problem with Destiny so far is that we have a lot of choices. I mean, I'm sorry, we have a lot of options, but we don't have a lot of control over those options. And even, even, of the, in, even the outcome of these, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'll give you an example. So I guess for the people listening, I even put, the, I put on my notes. I said, I don't like being told what to play, and how to play it if this is a game that promotes choice. And Bungie has told us that there's plenty of ways to reach end-game light, <clears throat> end-game light level without playing end-game activities. And, and I, I put an example, and I said, we can do strikes, right? Like now, like now you can, you can kind of get 
uh, and, and game, I guess, I guess it could get you to your hard cap. Um, um, but like, for example, like doing strikes each and every week, it'll provide you with that kind of gear. I mean, with that kind of light level gear. And I said, you could do strikes, but you, but in order for you to even earn the loot, you need to do at least three and you need to at least be rocking the burn for that week. So there's like, there's, there's, there's conditions that you have to earn this loot. Now I know that call me crazy or conditions. Ooh, I, I'm not, not really upset about the conditions. It's just. Uh, well, it's not, it's, it's not the fact that there are conditions. It's what the conditions are. And I think it's too constrained. It's just like too narrow. And I'm like, what? I don't, because I, I, what if I just want to play strikes all day? Because Paul talked about this before, and I completely agree with you on this one. I think, Adam, you talked about it a little bit too. But in just terms of just wanting to get loot, and I, what, I, I don't, what if I don't have my, what if my friends aren't here today? What if my friends are like gone for the weekend? You know, if, what if I just want to play PvP all week? And I just want to grind PvP. I just want to have fun in PvP. And you just get a bunch of drops. I'm not saying you can't get drops, surprisingly. But, I mean, like, I, I, it's just kind of pointless. I don't even really enjoy doing strikes anymore. Because, like, I'm like, well, the only reason to do strikes now is to either do, like, some kind of quest or to or to get that pinnacle, not pinnacle gear, but the, you know, the powerful gear. And you have to do it three times, and then we're done. I'm like, well, I kind of just want to, can I just enjoy your game? I know I, I get the whole point of purpose of this game is to, you know, increase, you know, your level and grow. But we could go back to Cammy Cake's idea and point is that just strip the whole light level idea in the first place because you're kind of forcing us to play a certain way. And just how about you just let us play your game and enjoy it and choose what level that we want to play it at. And I love that idea. And I don't know, man. It's just I'm just kind of jaded with the game. I still enjoy the game, but I'm like, bruh, I mean. I agree. Well, that's why. So, uh, a couple of the guys I play with are re- grind heavy PVE stuff. Like every single week of reset, they do like all the fun pinnacle stuff. Yeah. And some of them are in like 1085, 1090, 1095. Yeah. Here I am stuck about 1065, partially because of my freaking artifact. I'm probably only around a 1050, uh, like two or something. Um, and then with my artifact buff, but. And the, and the only reason I'm not as high as them is because I like playing PvP a lot more. And getting PvP pinnacle gear, you get like one drop a week. Oh, and then on the weekend trials, if you go flawless, you get one more drop a week. Like, mm. ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. Just kind of... Like, grind going up in light has been extremely slow now because unless I decide to go do strikes and gambit and the daily story mission oh and then like the uh, the prophecy dungeon oh and, and then the other dungeon and then like a raid um which you need players to do you need six to do some of those things or three and okay sure you could lfg but that's not fun um and yeah so it's like i've got to the point now where i'm like i don't care like i really don't like i'm i'm high enough to do pretty much everything i want if i wanted it but you know it's grinding simply to get high gear is a waste of energy like it, it really truly is because then guess what it's november 10th hits and guess the the new light level i don't know what it's going to be right. probably uh, 1160 or something we'll say right and probably within the first day i'm going to be like above the max cap of this season like because of how like quick you sky i like guess one of those it's weird you skyrocket up to like the soft cap, like damn near immediately. And then it's like a trickle up to the hard cap. And and it's just, yeah, it just seems like such a waste. Like this, 
grind than you know yeah it's like you said like i i used to love doing strikes yeah. now it's like now it's just i do it if i'm trying to kill time and kind of do something mindless that's fun but i don't really have to like you know put a whole lot of effort into i think that's yeah. why i think that like that's why because the moment like i also i'll get to you paul i'm sorry paul I'll get to, I'll get, I'll, what would you... a blue one or two and some glimmer what'd you say i didn't hear you i'm sorry yeah you said you don't get anything from it. you get like a blue weapon or armor and like some glimmer like oh yeah because i care about that maybe there's like a slight chance you get that's just annoying like, like <laughs> oh in my mind it's just annoying because i'm thinking like bungie i don't need your help when it comes to making things more difficult or like or if i want to grant like i get it where you need to have a goal I, I don't think there's anything wrong i guess you can say with you know presenting because I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Because of course you want to grind for good. I, I actually like the idea of Paul said. I like I rather grind for good roles rather than higher light gear. Because I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, and the recalibration station would be perfect. And I feel like I, I'm, I'm looking at. Well, this. that's what it was in Destiny One. I, 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 I kind of remember, <laughs> honestly. How often were you concerned about your yeah. light level in Destiny One? I think Almost I'll, never. I was gonna you say, probably reached your max light level like for that se- or season or DLC or whatever it was pretty damn quick. And actually, at the time, I don't even think weapons and armor mattered. It was it was completely separate from your weapons and armor. I thought. I think so. I think. I think. No. 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 I think it was just armor. Or there was two. There was. There was your. There's two different numbers at first. At one point, there was like a a light level, and another one there was like an armor level or something. One of them, like you just simply experience points, leveled it up. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Like I, we were never really concerned about light level, except maybe like the very first week or two that like maybe the new DLC dropped that while we were trying to grind up. But like, but then we had the rest of the season to just play what we wanted to play, how we play it. Like now, like again, like I'm never gonna reach the max cap of light, no matter how much I grind this season, because I don't have enough time to do it. So that's why I just stopped caring, and I'm just gonna play PvP, and you know, probably stay stuck around a 10.65, maybe 10.70 for the rest of the season. Well, Paul, what were you? What were you gonna say? You uh, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say that. Uh, so, I mean, I brought that point up before numerous times, mm-hmm. where I don't like that. I'm told, hey, you got. Well, it's not even that they're telling me that I have to do something, right? Because they're not telling me I have to, but they're basically telling me. That if I want more powerful gear, if I want, you know, to go up in light and be able to do other stuff and get certain weapons, well, yeah, I guess technically certain weapons to an extent, I have to do three Gambit matches. I have to do five PvP matches. I have to go do strikes. And not only do I have to do strikes, I have to match my subclass so it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, I have to, you know, just all this little stuff, right? Where to me you already have something like a, like these prime engrams that dropped and you already have power. Like, so now umbral in my eyes, I'm like, well, the umbral engrams are cool too now. Right. But in my eyes, get rid of doing strikes, PVP, get rid of all this stuff. These, these content that reward you a powerful drop or a pinnacle drop, right? Buff the rate at which you get prime engrams. And then let you go play whatever mode you want to play. Let, or let the gear drop from these activities as a prime ingram. You know, like if I'm doing strikes because I want to grind strikes, because that's fun to me, let, 
let me get um, what's that shotgun? I don't, I don't, I can't remember what it's called. Mind Oil and trouble? No, for, well, mind benders too, right? Let these, let these, let these drops here. I guess I can just look at it because I'm so well, dumb. <laughs> like the long shot, long shadows sniper, okay. right? Let's say I want to farm a long shadow. How would I do that? I would play strikes and I would do the nightfall and I would grind and grind and grind and I'd get these tokens and I'd go cash them into Zabala and he would have a chance of rewarding me this this sniper. Well, guess what? That is a great way to do exactly what I want to do. And along the way, I could slowly boost my light level, mm-hmm. which means I'm I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm and three technically because I'm happy. I'm playing a mode that mm-hmm. I want to play. I'm going for a weapon that I want, and I'm getting stronger. Mm-hmm. That is how we used to play Destiny 1. That is what made playing Destiny 1 fun. And guess what? When we get tired of doing strikes, we can go do something else. We could go mix it up. We can go play some PvP. We can go, you know, but you can even do patrols. You can do anything you want, mm-hmm. right? But now we can't really do that because they're telling us the only way you're going to get a powerful drop is by, you know, you're, you already did your strikes. Go do something else. So all I'm looking at it as remove the whole powerful drop system buff prime ingrams buff the umbral drop because that's now the direction that we're going i don't in. know which I, actually i think the umbral drops are pretty good so maybe you don't have to buff them but there should be a way i i do like the prismatic something whatever it's called that you have to put the umbral ingrams into to get specific gear oh uh, the focuser but i feel like yeah but i feel like each vendor could also have that right when I go to a vendor and I start cashing in my tokens, give me the packages like D1. Do I want something? Do I, I mean, I know there's no Chrome anymore, but like, give me an armor piece or give me a weapon. Let me at least pick where my tokens are going into because as of right now, it's all RNG. And to be honest, the way that they just changed it, there's so little in the loot pool for the whole um, arrival season. You get Crucible weapons from Zavala. You get like world drops from shacks like it doesn't matter where you're putting your token the loot pool is the same mm. i actually yeah i really hate harder. that i i liked it before where i knew that if, like you say if i wanted a crucible weapon and i grind crucible when i turn in my crucible tokens i was going to either get crucible armor or crucible weapons like yep. i hate now that you can turn them in and you could get anything i'm like what why am i getting a gambit weapon from you know shacks like, <laughs> yeah it's crazy because me, I want I want more long shadows. I do want to grind that sniper, but guess what? It's really There's no now. content in the game right now that says if I do this, I can right. get this. I know if I go to the dungeon, I can keep farming for a widow's bite or an Ikelos mm-hmm. drop, right? It's mm-hmm. easy. But I can't figure out where to get a long shadow. It's just I don't like that system. Um, and I feel like that although they're doing improvements with the Umbral Ingrams and the Prismatic Cast or whatever, I mean great improvements okay. but we need okay. we need them to build on that because and and kind of remove some of the shackles from the other things that we're doing so before we continue on well add, did you want to add anything because i want to do a quick intermission and then you know we'll come right back did you want to add anything adam paul the yeah I, uh, shit what was i gonna say i want you there to was about, no there was there was a specific thing i was saying let me see if i can remember really quick um because it had to do with that where it was uh the i guess maybe yeah like the same thing like remove all the powerful drops because that's just pointless um it, it's just so upsetting that you do that there even exists um 
but yeah, like it, it, we just really need to just allow again. Honestly, I would even say get rid of the tokens. Like, I really don't understand. No, 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 no. Don't get rid of tokens. Well, no, instead, just increase the drop rate of, you know, doing strikes. You get a better chance of getting, you know, long shadow drops or whatever, uh, toil and trouble drops, like from strikes, because that's like the Vanguard stuff. Like, I just, I guess I don't know why there's the tokens exist. I guess like a middleman of like why. Why they don't just drop at the end game chest? Maybe because it's to me that's maybe a personal thing, but it's part of the reason why it seems less rewarding in my opinion is because you complete all these strikes and okay, sure I get tokens um, that will eventually you know if I wanted they turn into legendaries if I go turn them in, but all you ever see drop from the chest is like a couple little you know green triangle like tokens and like a blue engram or two. A question. Really, just like anticlimactic. Where I'd rather see the the weapons drop from the chest. Like if I if I'm going to be getting you know vanguard weapon drops, just put them in the chest at the end of the bosses or of the vanguard strikes, rather than me having to go to Zavala and turn in my thousands of tokens. I was going to say as well, real quick. Um, I think Paul, you brought this up. Maybe I just missed it, but uh, like the skeleton key little mechanic, like the you know the grind for. Well, so uh, like I talked about. Different podcast, like probably a while ago. I mean, you can bring that up again as another talking point, but uh, we can continue this. Uh, but uh, we're gonna we're already at forty something minutes, but this is gonna be a long episode because it's it's, it's a bonus. So we're gonna we can take as long as we need. But uh, look, for those that are listening, we appreciate you listening. We're about to do. Uh, you're about to hear an ad read from our sponsor, Anchor. So get your snacks, do whatever you gotta do, cook your bacon, get it finished, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. I remembered. I remembered. <laughs> what is it? What is? It? <laughs> what is it? Uh, the ascendant shards. Like we were saying, how it was forcing people to do certain things. Mm. There are literally like two or three ways you can get ascendant shards. And so, since you need a lot of ascendant shards to masterwork armor, and three for a single exotic, like Jesus Christ, that's a fucking rip. It yeah. is really either forcing people to not masterwork anything. Or to grind certain things. So, like, that was, to me, like, the biggest thing. Like, okay, cool. I have, and I get it. You can buy them with things. I have a shit ton of enhancement cores. Right. But it takes, I think, 100 enhancement cores plus, like, 100 or 150,000 glimmers, some shit like that, to get one Ascendant Shard. Mm. That is insane. Well, yeah, if if you do the math, it literally costs you um, 100 um enhancement shards mm. and 500 cores you mean but same thing no they're shards i know what i'm talking about it's a hundred <laughs> of them adam because you need 10 for a prism and then you need 10 prisms for an uh, ascendant shard mm-hmm. so you need a hundred yeah but they're enhancement cores yeah but how do you get no they're shards no enhancement cores turn into enhancement prisms turn into ascendant shards. Same, same. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't take the point that you still need a hundred of them. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I thought I had a lot of enhancement cores. Like, I have 430 of those right now. But guess what? That will could only get me one. I don't think I have enough glimmer to get them all now, anyways. But that would give me four ascendant shards if I really wanted to waste all of my enhancement cores. That is enough for one exotic and one legendary piece of armor to masterwork. If I have enough enhancement prisms as well, because it also takes like 
three or four enhancement prisms per like weapon or whatever to, or armor to do it as well. So it is insane that there's only the only way to get enhancement sh- uh, shards is you get like what three per the season pass, I think. Yeah. Mm. You know, okay, cool. So that can get you one one exotic the entire season. You can, if you just do like the season pass, you can masterwork one exotic armor. Congratulations. <laughs> like, yeah, check it out. No, no, no. Here, do y'all hear yourselves? It's actually kind of interesting that we're talking like this because we, we, what do we, this is a rhetorical question, but why do we come play Destiny? Okay. We play Destiny because we wanted to get the loot and play with our friends and have a, have a good time, right? Why are we grinding? for materials to upgrade the loot when it should be the other way around. We should be grinding. If they, if they want to do it, if they, if they really want to have enhancement shards or ascendant shards, because remember, they, ascendant shards were a thing in D1 as well for a while. Like the raid weapons required ascendant shards or there was the ascendant shards and there was like the ascendant something else. One was for weapons, one was for armor. Um, was, I think it was like I think it was like exclusively for raids anyway. Like, well, I'm like raid. Maybe. Well, no exotics required them. I, mean, I think because I remember the Vex Mythic class, or well, maybe because it was a raid weapon as well. But I remember the Vex Mythic class. I needed some okay. ascendant form of something to upgrade it. Okay. Um, but either way, like the if they want to have it, fine. But you need to give us more options to get them than like a Master Nightfall, which gives you like a chance of getting one. I th- honestly, I just think that just needs to be the accent. And I agree with you. They give us more options. I think that's the like, problem. I can't, you can't get them from any PvP. So if you're a player that, like, it's not exclusively, but primarily does PvP, you will never get an Ascendant Shard outside of your season pass. Yeah. And so God. you only get three a year, or a season. That is you stupid. Play, you can play Trials. I was going to say Trials. Oh, that was it. That's that's a thing. Oh, that's right. You do get one for plus. But is it? Is, can you... Is it per flawless? <laughs> per flawless, but it's only one character per week. Like it's when you open the flawless chest, so it's not like okay. the same character can regrind so you can it. Grind it, so you can go. Okay, which so you is can... which is what all the which is what all the PvP guys complain about is that they can only get one. Where if you just you keep can grind nightfalls, you can keep grinding them out. And I will say though, you know, going flawless. So that's that is the top tier. Like going flawless is not easy. I mean, maybe for some of those guys it is like you know, but for your average player, that is not attainable. Scrub, uh, and you know, but the night or the master nightfalls, though hard, those are not unattainable. They they're maybe tedious, and you might you know wipe a time or two and, and like take a little bit of time. But you you know, if you have a three people, you can if you go slow and steady, you're gonna complete it. You can't actually. What? Oh wait, no, 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 no! <laughs> Are you talking about the like the 1080 we tried to do? No, no, no! I'm saying the Grandmaster Nightfalls. They no, no, to, no. If you go too slow, you automatically wipe. But I'm saying the, I wouldn't uh, say they're tedious. Considering it's Master Nightfalls. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Adam, what did you say first? I didn't hear what you said. You can get an ascendant shard from just a regular Master Nightfall, right? Uh, yes. But no, no. Very low it, chance, it, though. It's not a guaranteed. It's not like PvP where it's guaranteed in trials. Okay, now what did you say, though, Paul? You said, what about what is the requirement? Like, what? Hold on. I didn't even know anything about the Master or the, the Grandmaster. Excuse me. Grandmaster. Grandmaster. I think that so just took, came out this week. It just came out. It took Glad, Grenader Jake, and Chevy over 12 hours to complete their first one. Nah, I'm good, bro. That's all right. 
I might. Grant, granted, it was the first one, but I mean, and it was the corrupted strike. Some strikes are going to be easier and harder than others, but I mean, I mean, you have to. I mean, <laughs> if you're not able to complete those with a good team, I mean, you're never going to get the the gear from it. And on top of that, it's not like you can just level yourself up because it's capped at ten seventy five or ten eighty or whatever. It is. Like they'll they'll keep you twenty five light below whatever the 1100 max is at all times bro do we even i don't even understand and bro you, and you said you could take your time but you can't like you only have a set amount of time to again maybe not the 1100 but you still can get them from a regular master nightfall granted it's a chance and it's not you know guaranteed but you still can't grind and get multiple of those a week on like a single character can we actually go back to like why I mean, I know we were talking about materials and how tedious it is and maybe the limited amount of ways we can get it, but, like, I just was reminded, the Grandmaster, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'll call myself out on this one. I told myself that I would never even do the Master Nightfall, ever, ever. You'll never catch me doing it. And now I had a lot of fun playing with y'all doing it. Did it with Paul, did it with Adam, you know what I mean? It was fun because I had y'all guys there and y'all were carrying me, so, you know what I'm saying? But no, all jokes aside, I mean, I actually had a good time even though we peppered dudes down, but we were communicating. I don't know. It just felt good to work together as a team to, I guess, you know, take, you know, take, take, you know, take these enemies out. But this seems like there's no hope. Like why make it even, and I was going to say, do you, do you guys remember about the five swords card or whatever to like, you know, modify your nightfall experience? Yeah. Five okay, of swords. Why in the heck? First of all, if, if they, they need to get rid of the old school nightfall because that's just chilling there for no reason. Just get rid of it. No, 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 no. Keep that because I'm grinding that right now. Okay. To get... Oh, sorry. You mean like you? <laughs> so are you trying to get like the they, they're they're dishing stuff out in, the, in that in that playlist? Yeah, I mean you could still go back like and the get old, the strike specific. Like the old. Bruh. You remember those old ones like the the Braytech Osprey like rocket yeah, launcher. Uh, all of those oh. weapons. He's trying to get the a triumph, like collecting them all and things. So he's still missing some of them. I'm, t- I'm saying like, bro. Okay, first of all, okay, <sighs> okay. I got a couple of points. First of all, when it comes to adding difficulty, because we could go. I was gonna go back to. I was gonna go to raids. Well, we could talk about raids. I don't care. But or, we can we can include this as an activity, right? So when it comes to nightfalls, for an example, right? And we had the five of cards or whatever. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Five. 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 five of swords, of thank you. Um, I don't. First of all, I don't really agree with making something difficult just for the sake of it. This is my personal opinion. I don't like. I I, I understand. Like I'm. I like. I like a challenge. Okay, I get it. But let me let me choose to make it hard. Okay, pause on that. No pun intended. Okay, let me choose to make it difficult. You know what I mean? Like in, in terms of, I'm thinking about the um, what was that one? What is that one thing called that they have? The in, in raids, the the limited life mechanic that that we the limited revive mechanic. We have in raids. I think that is completely unnecessary to just leave in there by default. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying that's a terrible idea in itself to like as a feature or as or as like a as a, something to add in to make your your uh, your raid more difficult. But let us choose it. That's why I don't enjoy it so much, and that's one of the reasons why. That's one point. One we can actually talk about raids. Bump it. I, I, like I, I personally don't enjoy the raid. So let me. Here's my points right here. All right, hold on. Because personally, I don't need Bungie's help to make things more difficult. I, maybe we could revert back to the point where we played Destiny 1 and we purposefully put ourselves at a disadvantage and did two or three-man raids. Volta Glass 
and Wrath of the Machine, okay? And we didn't bug anything. We actually grinded it out, and we knew it was possible, and we did it. You know what I mean? Um, but here's why, and I'll just go over real quick, why Destiny 2 raids are not that interesting to me, okay? Number one, the mechanics are too punishing, There's meaning there's no room to create those hero moments. And the example I guess I can pull from is King's Falls raid and Wrath of the Machine, okay? Number two, the, the gear... The, the gear that we get, it doesn't even complement our raid encounter. So we're just getting gear that's, guys, I guess you could say, it's just aesthetically uh, equivalent to like the raid we're doing. You know, whatever. Can I interject? Go for it. Go for that, it. That's not entirely true. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the the little thing? There's there's mods. mods. So instead of the armor intrinsically having the like like in the D one raids where the chest or uh, the one I remember is the legs for King's Fall, like, gave you better mobility or better, uh, like, uh, mobility or jumping or whatever yeah. it was when you were in the shadowy realm or whatever, like, when you were freaking taken mm-hmm. or whatever. And so those boots really helped when you're jumping around on those freaking, like, invisible platforms yeah. and things. Um, so they do now, but you have to unlock the mods, and the mods are rare drops, and, and it's one of those, it's, like, it's... I don't know. It's it's really annoying with like some of the mod systems where there's been times where I've unlocked the mods, but it was at the time like before where the mods were like the single yeah. thing, and then but now I have to go back and find it again. Like Paul, you were having this issue too, like some of like the taken yeah. ones. Like I have like a taken spec one, but like I, at one point I had taken armaments, yeah. and but that was when it was like the single use, and now that it's no longer like single use, I don't have it anymore. And like the game somehow doesn't recognize that I never or that I had it, and so I have to go back and get it. I'm like, and I'm not doing that. I'm like, is that well, whatever? I, I'm not about to go do that. Paul, did you want to say anything? I had a, I had a question, but did you want to say anything, Paul, to that? No, you can you can ask. Okay, um, question. So I do remember now, uh, these mods as as uh, as um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, compliments. You know, like things we can apply to our armor to complement our encounters and raids. Only raid I can think of was the one on the Leviathan. Did they include that with other raids as well from then on? Yes. So I know for a fact, like the Garden of Salvation, okay. there was, I don't know what it's actually, something Defender. Um, Node Defender or Conflux Defender or something or the other. Basically, when you're around those little like things, okay. um, you had like, if you were like within like a certain radius, you had better armor or like your shield you like resisted damage more. And I think, I don't know if it was the same perk or if there was a different perk that also then increased your weapon damage. Okay. And so one of the strats for the boss was when we were getting ready to do damage, we'd all basically huddle like in a well right next to one of those pillar mm. things with all having that mod on. And you know, apparently they did stack, I mm. think. Because so then you would do like a bunch more damage. Okay. Uh, so, but again the problem becomes one you have to unlock them which was hard enough as it was because you had you know that means you just had to grind the shit out of a raid that in my opinion most of those raids were terrible anyways bro um like (laughs) so i wasn't gonna do that but i mean like don't huh it's just insult to injury i'm gonna get to i have one more point but i to to answer that or i guess make an addendum to that like Bro, th- these aren't exotics, bro. And these mods, I'm sure they're not overpowered. At least from what I, my experience, when I apply some of these mods on the Leviathan, in my experience, they weren't overpowered. I think they were very helpful. 
and noticeable enough to where if you didn't put them on, you did notice a little bit of uh, a difference. And I'm like, well, it was only again. There's only like one or two that are worthwhile. So it's there was only I think if I remember relay defender. Oh, that's what it was. Relay okay. defender. Um, I think relay defender, or maybe there was enhanced relay defender. Um, was like one of the only mods that people cared about. Mm. And like, you know, there were other ones and maybe I don't even know because I don't really, I never really paid attention to any of the other ones. Um, but yeah, like, even like with the Leviathan, like the only one that really mattered, I think was the the bond or, or the like the, the class yeah. item. Like that gave you like a 10 or 20% like buff if you're using like your- Solar or void uh, or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. element. Like, you know, gave those abilities, which was a big deal when you're using supers. Like, so if I'm using Nova Bomb and I get an extra 25% damage using, you know, if I have my Void one on, you know, that, that is a, you know, worth it. But some of the other ones where it's like, they're so situational or not really worth it, where, yeah, I didn't, I didn't bother using most of those. There was only like, I think the Bond, and I think the Arms, because the Arms, if you like melee things, you had a chance of getting like heavy weapons or heavy ammo. I remember drop. that too. That was actually, I thought that was nice. Um, but at the same time, doing like the heroic, like Leviathan or whatever, it didn't come in handy that often because you weren't going to likely just go up and start punching things to death because heroic was pretty hard. He was hungry time. for that purple sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it was, it was, uh, you know, <clears throat> but it was still there. It was still, you know, so they were kind of, kind of cool, but, but yeah, it was, okay. the mods were, well, look. Very lack. Well, look, I mean, regardless, and that's that's something that they can they can they can work on later, in terms of just making them more unique, but also make make sure it's practical and that it's fun. Because when it comes to PVE activities, I don't mind things being quote unquote OP. And I guess the devil's advocate will say, well, it totally negates, you know, or I guess it makes all of our hard work and the enemies and everything just it, uh, it makes it pointless. And I'm like, well, all right, well, forget all that. But my third point, I guess you could say, is that. Uh, like I, I already brought this point up was the limited revive mechanic. Uh, we don't need that. We don't. We don't need Bungie's help. Okay. We don't, I'm not saying we don't need that mechanic, but we don't need that in there by default. We don't need our. We don't need your help, Bungie, to to make our raid experience more difficult. Because if you're coming into a uh, raid, it's uh, for the first time. The pain is is learning it. Okay, and learning it with other people that you may or may not have you know, uh, symmetry with. And I mean, let's assume you are going to have symmetry, you know, I'm sorry, synergy with people that you're playing with. Of course, that's why you're doing a raid. But I mean, dude, like people are learning. There's a lot of bugs. People just die by the architects, you know, just just, just die because the game kills them over some baloney. I'm like, I make, honestly, I would appreciate that more if that was, like I said, if raids had a five of swords thing where you can, you know, make your raid encounter more difficult or easier and that will affect maybe, like I said, if you decided to make things, and I, I think I think if you apply some of these mods or these these difficulties, or if you decided to make it easier or harder, it can affect the drop rate of you know certain exotics. And I believe they should show us like a chance or whatever of like what like what what does our chance look like, and and how close are we with this encounter? I don't know. I feel like this this it kind of lacks this this game sometimes lacks transparency and i guess this is this is another transition i guess you could say it lacks transparency when it comes to like stat information and you know explanation of certain perks sometimes i just don't maybe it's just me I, certain things don't make sense on how it's worded and i guess you could say certain things but i don't know paul what you no they agreed oh. because just the charge of light mechanic i didn't know what that was i still don't really know what it is and i think it's kind of obsolete now but like that whole charge with light right. stuff i was so confused. 
even the warmind like cell dropping mechanic like that stuff needed to be explained somewhere or somehow we like i shouldn't have to rely on going to youtube to have like a streamer tell me what this even is like I can't put that in the game because it's just so like nebulous. It's like ridiculous. Well, Paul, what do you think? I mean, like, because I, I think you talked about like the stats and stuff. Well, what do you think about the lack of transparency with Bungie? What do you think? If you even think that, anyway. Um. Well, I mean, going back, so I, I was trying not to lose my focus point. So when it comes to the mods, right? Okay. Um, I believe that you know you go into the raid for the first time. Obviously, you don't have things like that. Mm-hmm. You acquire them during the raid. Mm-hmm. Just like you acquire the loot. I feel like once you complete a raid, wherever whatever that is, you complete Leviathan, Spire Stars, Eater of Worlds, whatever, those Leviathan mods should now be able to be sold by Banshee in a rotating mod loop, right? So one day you go to Banshee and he's selling a mod. Oh, I never beat Spire Stars. I can't buy it. Oh, well. But if you have beaten Spire Stars and you didn't get that mod, you should be able to acquire it with Glimmer and mod components the way you can do for every other mod in the game. That way, you know, someone in Adam's predicament who had the taken mods before they were a thing was like, oh, I beat Last Wish Raid. Now Banshee's selling it. Boom. Now I have it. Like, there should be a way to get what you've earned. Like, there should be certain rewards that come with just completion of, um, you know, activities without having to constantly... Maybe you don't go and do the raid every week, but you still want all the mods. Like, there should be a way to get them, even especially if you've already completed the raid. Right. Yes. And then, actually, I would say a good maybe addition to that would be is, you know what? If they want to make – because there's also a lot of those mods have enhanced versions now, too, and everything. Make it where the only way you can maybe get the enhanced version is if by you do, like, a challenge mode. Um, but, actually, going back to them with the lack of transparency, challenge mode, to me, is another one of those where I don't even – like. I forgot about it until we started talking about raids that challenge mode even exists. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that too. <laughs> like, and it's, you know, I think that they do a poor job of advertising some of these things. Like, sure, there's a, a little weekly raid challenge bounty from Hawthorne and uh, cool, but like it doesn't complete the forever fight challenge. Well, what the hell is the forever fight challenge? Like, unless you've done it before, like, I don't know what that is. And again, so that means that I got to go back on YouTube and like, or, or, google or whatever and find out what this even is and if it's even worth trying to do what were you thinking paul i'm I'm thinking that bungie yes there's transparency but at the same time like they do push out a twab every week Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that you know you guys are bringing up right now are covered in the twab um i don't think i've ever seen any of the challenge mode type stuff in the twab of like explaining on what the challenges are how to do them I don't think they go into great detail, but I think they at least touch on them where like there is a challenge mode with the raid this week. But I, I mean, that's just one of those things. But if we constantly raided every week, if we were a raid team that raided every week, I bet you we would know how to do the challenges and what they were. And it would be a little bit more in our, you know, okay. in our wheelhouse of what's going on. Touche. So, I mean, you can't, I haven't watched ESPN in, a year, two years, I can't go on there today and be like, oh, why didn't anybody tell me that, you know, the Knicks had the number one pick this year? <laughs> well, Touché. if I'm not if I'm not keeping up with sports, like, is that ESPN's fault that they're not, like, sending me personal text messages, letting me know how to do things and following up on it? No, it's my fault. I have to be, I have to be paying attention, too. 
sure and i but i guess with some of the stuff with within we've been talking about specifically more with the mods and like the charger light stuff i was trying to pay attention but like i don't know maybe there's just so much going on with some of these seasons and like the trying to upgrade the the warbine thing bunkers or trying to upgrade the the this thing trying to upgrade the that thing and then you know unlocking perks with each of those things and then trying to figure out what like the mods are like yeah, well, I'm not I, saying that the content was amazing. I'm not saying that there were reasons to grind. I didn't do any of the Warmind cells, like, right? So I, I don't have a lot of that gear. Well, when I say there was no explanation for any of like what the stuff actually did. Like, the little description of the little, well, like, no, no, no. I understand, things... I understand the mods. I understand being charged with light, and I've actually used those mods before. And I understand the Warmind cells dropping, and when you shoot them, they blow up. And there's even another mod that can increase the range and damage. I I mean, you see it all the time. Like a lot of people who solo stuff use all these mods because it gives them a fire team advantage without actually being in a fire team. Uh, See, that's what I'm saying. I I didn't even know that stuff partially because I haven't been playing as much and when I want to come back in and I, I, I call myself out. No, I agree. I don't know. And just some things, if I am involved or I am like playing the game, there's certain things I just don't know. Like sometimes the verbiage, I'm not really understanding. Times if I'm not there, I wouldn't really know. That's because I wasn't there. But no, I, overall, I mean, there's certain things in the game I feel like uh, stats, particularly, like uh, in terms of what does it mean to what have uh, this kind of range or whatever. Like, you know, I don't know. I think I think I like more information in terms of what kind of stats this weapon would have for an example. And I would say lack of transparency. I'm not saying they're not telling us anything. I'm just, I'm just, I'm being broad, I guess you could say, because I'm not really understanding. Uh, <clears throat> I guess you could say uh, the, the stat. I mean, I think, I think, I think they can dish out more information in terms of like, you know, uh, the, the stats on some of these weapons as an example, because sometimes I use a gun, it has a certain stat and I wouldn't use it because of what's being represented. And then, you know, it turns out, you know, that it's like the meta or something. So, all right, okay. So, Paul, you have any talking points <laughs> you want to add so we can go to rotation? Yeah, I mean, so I have a, I have a ton. Um, I'm just looking through where, where, what direction I really want to go in. Well, Adam, you want, you want anything you want to add? You know, while we, uh, while Paul's looking. I guess I'm, and I don't know why. I mean, obviously, we'll probably never know. But with the whole sunsetting of weapons things, I understand kind of what they're doing with it. But I really don't understand is why they decide to cherry pick specific weapons from past seasons to bring forward and why the past variants of those weapons are obsolete. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, we've talked before too, but like, there's a very specific example, gnawing hunger, but like, why nine hunger of all the weapons from the reckoning until this season where the meta was 600 RPM auto rifles, that weapon was like not on anyone's radar. Really, Like I, I had one and I used it every now and then I kind of enjoyed it, but it wasn't really that good until the 600 autos were like the thing. It was kind of a, maybe you pulled it out once in a while, but it was kind of just there and, you know, maybe you had it and deleted it or whatever. But I guess as much as I'm not a big fan of the spare rations for whatever reason, I just don't like it. Why not that? Like, why not bring the spare rations forward? Yeah. 
I guess like I guess I don't know what made them choose specific weapons. Um, and, and it's just again, I don't expect them necessarily to come out and explain it, but it's very odd to me on why certain weapons made the cut and certain ones didn't. Um, especially when it seems like some of the like very popular weapons are not making the cut and some weapons that were like never used are all of a sudden again maybe it's because of that maybe they're trying to do the whole like man no one ever used this weapon that we created let's make it amazing mm. but it's very frustrating that like you know even like bygones like bygones is going away like okay cool maybe bygones had its day in the sun and it's time to move on but then like why bringing last perdition back like, because it's the same archetype, just an energy version of it. And not only that, again, I have a really good one I like. But guess what? It's a 1060, not a 1360. Mm. Because <clears throat> it was a, like a season ago. Like, that's, or two seasons ago or something. I don't know. It's it just, it's that stupid of me. So now I have to try to find another last perdition that I really like. Um, and, and it's just, and because of the way the new, uh, like uh, token systems, everything work a reward system. I can't just go to Crucible vendor and just grind him because I can get, you know, Vanguard weapons from Shacks and whatnot. So it's not even like you know I have a pretty good chance of like getting one. So it's kind of stupid <clears throat> in that sense. It's again, it's just weird on what what weapons they decided to bring forward and what weapons they did. Um, and and I don't know why. I, I guess it's really weird. Uh, you know, even like again, I'm like just looking back at all the weapons. You know, forward path. Why forward path? Oh, I know. I it's a kinetic 600 auto rifle, mm. and uh, 600 auto rifles right now are meta, so we got to bring that forward. Like type of thing. Like it's just, it's just weird that they're so selective and like so many. It seems like about two thirds of the weapons are disappearing, and so like why did that one third make the cut? Is beyond me. Well, that sounds kind of funny because it sounds like you already kind of have the idea of why it made the cut. I mean, you look at it. A few of them, but not some of the pulse rifles and some of the other ones. Like, again, why last perdition, but not bygones? Well, I mean, they can't do everything all at once, right? I think they need to slowly integrate different weapons into different seasons. That way we're constantly having fresh gear to go after. I mean, you're trying to get your god rolls of all the gear that they're pushing out. Do I agree that all previous gnawing hungers should go away and only the new one should be here. Not necessarily, but I think that, yeah, if they knew that 600 auto rifle was going to be a meta, they had to give everybody a fighting chance to have a kinetic and an energy 600 auto rifle. On top of that, if you look at the weapon, the loot pool that they're pulling from, the Reckoning or Gambit Prime was one of them, because it might be going away, you know, at some point, and when they get when they have to trim it down, it might just be regular gambit that stays in Gambit Prime going away. So they're giving everybody a chance to get these weapons one last time. Spare rations, I think people have complained about enough where they're not, you know, reintroducing that weapon to us. I think that's one of the weapons they want to go away. Why? Well, I guess what are the complaints on that? It's too good. That it just plagues the meta. Mm. I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know. So now the problem is gnawing hunger plagues the meta. Well, it is now. the, like, used, like, auto rifle. For now, when 600s aren't the meta anymore, auto, uh, gnawing hunger will just be another auto rifle. Same with forward path. But spare rations has proved to be a consistent problem 
even without being in a 150 uh, hand cannon meta. Same thing with Mountaintop. Same thing with Recluse, uh, Recluse and Revoker. Like these weapons <clears throat> that they brought in as pinnacle weapons, rightfully so, to be the kings of their own pyramids. I mean, and now, now they're trying to fix the problems that they kind of created. It's kind of funny. I just, it's kind of maybe. I think I'm okay with them sensing weapons. I just don't understand why, if they're doing that and they want certain weapons to go away, why they are bringing back like a lot of the other ones. Um, I mean, again, maybe again, maybe they kind of explained it, and some of them do make sense with the gnawing hungers, just because they wanted to give everyone a chance to have those um, two things. But then it's just one of those. I don't know. I almost want them to like, almost like restart. Like with this next season with Beyond Light, I want it to almost be maybe. Hey, sweetie, you gotta be quiet. Uh, I just wish they were. Because uh, I'm afraid that some of these weapons are then going to be because we're so used to them, they're going to then plague the meta, you know, in the next season. Where it's like if they want a sunset, just get rid of, uh, like almost everything um and start new well there's no indication that they're not really going to so i'm sure they're taking the feedback from the community on the sunsetting and what's been happening they already pushed uh beyond light back by two months about so i mean i imagine that come november they're going to push out new weapons possibly new intrinsic perks new uh weapon perks entirely on the weapons themselves like hopefully hopefully we do see some changes but i mean we can't really make that determination until until then but maybe they are trying to correct the loot pool system in general maybe i also wish that they would uh have exotics almost be sunset as well i mean that would kind of defeat the purpose of the exotics they're supposed to be Right. I mean, because they're, yeah, they're going to say they're timeless because they're, they're consistent across the board no matter what. It's kind of random, but I, I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> it says, the, the caption is, how do you, how do you know you're a, <laughs> this is, how do you know you're a virgin part two? And it basically has mountaintop, war cliff, the summoner, and they're like a, 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 a dawn, I guess, war, war, uh, warlock tree. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, it was weak. Oh, but good. My fault. Uh, no, you make you make valid points. I just happened to see it while you were talking. I'm like, oh, so I guess a lot of virgins out there work. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of a similar but separate note. Uh, I don't know if I was either of you was with me when I was, did it the other day. Uh, I got accused. I was playing trials. Actually, yeah, Paul, you were with me, I think. And uh, a dude messaged me and is like, "Stop using a dad rifle." <laughs> <laughs> the fuser rifle? Is that, what, is that what it is? No, the bygones, which is funny because I was, you know, kind of looking up what I mean. I kind of knew what dad rifle referred to, but I was curious of what like people are actually calling like dad rifles. And apparently, it's something that is easily farmable, easily used, and it's still quite viable or like effective. And I'm like, the bygones used to be that, but honestly, the gnawing hunger and like summoner are probably more so now than the bygones because the bygones will. Pretty much, unless you're at really far distances, a hmm. uh, summoner or a gnawing hunger will outshoot me any day um, with a bygones. 
I mean, uh, okay. And it was funny because he was using a Monte Carlo, which is a 600 auto rifle. Um, and I was using a bygones and we had beat them. And so <laughs> it was just one of those, like, like stop using a dad rifle. So I was like, I just replied, stop using 600 rate of fire auto. <laughs> it's like, I just don't understand why people are so upset about like certain like things like why, why, like, I don't know. I just, it seems like there's this weird culture that if you're using something outside of the meta and you're winning with it, somehow you're like wrong. Cause people don't want to lose bro. It's called being a sore loser. But it's just weird that it's like, you're using supposedly the easiest and best weapons right. and you're losing to something else. And so somehow I'm like cheating or doing something weird or yeah, wrong. The, yeah, they, that, like, yeah, that you just answered it. That's why they're mad. It's like what? That's what that's what I'm saying. Use a touch and malice back in D1. I got cussed out a lot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm but I'm using touch. I, I'm 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 at a disadvantage right now, and I'm still winning. Uh, you, I mean, you get mad because you're losing to a gun that you shouldn't be losing to, and you're using a gun that gives you an advantage. Even if I was using a normal gun, I don't know. I just find it interesting. Paul, do you want to? Yeah, it was just it was just funny that was like stop using a dad rifle. I'm like, really? And technically, again, it isn't a dad rifle anymore. He's using it. Well, I mean, Adam, I think it's safe to say. And I safe to say I uh, fit for that category. Well, I was gonna say it's safe to say you are a virgin. So I'm just saying. <laughs> you hear that? I'm a virgin. Yeah, yeah. That's your niece you holding. Hey, that, hey, that's your niece. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't, don't act like that. That's your spawn. Got here. No, would you? Would you? Paul, you got anything you want to add? Any other talking points? You want to... Um, I actually ran out. Actually, that's all my talking points. I kind of went in a loop, but that's everything. I mean, I kind of have a lot. Oh, hit, me, hit me with some more. Let's go. Well, I mean, we would be here all day, so I'm almost thinking. Well, then, um, hit me with one more at least. One more. How about that? All right, we can do one more. I'm thinking like maybe we could do segments. Break it down by. Alison wants to talk about it. Apparently, like like each mode, maybe. Wait, I feel like that might be more effective. Wait, say it one more time. What was it? My fault. Like break it down by segments rather than having like a five hour podcast. Have like okay episodes. So we can do another yeah, we, one. We can, we, well, we can, and then more, and then more of the energy focused on you know uh, ways to improve it versus just like complaining about things. Agreed. I mean, I think we provide an Adam. I, I, <laughs> hey. I think that I've at least provided some, and it's also been, unfortunately, some of these things that we've talked about in previous podcasts where I've been more specific on ways to fix it. I mean, I, I well, think, um, and that's why I think we could do segments where it's like, I mean, we covered a lot of PVP in this one, yeah, but have like a, a gambit segment, have a strike segment, have, well, strikes mm-hmm. the nightfall, have yes. like, have like break it down so we can be more specific. I like it. Okay. Uh, I would do it to add, even though I know we talked about it quite a bit earlier than with the, what you were talking about, Wayne, with the raids. Um, and whatnot. Um, again, I do think the way that D1 did it was a good, where if you're doing a normal raid, you have unlimited revives. Right. But there are certain, like, you know, uh, remember there was there was different loot you could get. And I think some of it was just maybe aesthetic. I don't remember if there was actually any benefit of getting the, like, hard mode gear versus normal mode gear. Mm. Uh, maybe they had an extra perk for the armor or something. Mm, can't recall. <laughs> But then, but for the the hard, it was zero revives whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, I didn't like that either, personally. <laughs> I did because, well, but remember, there were several other raids where you could still complete it, losing one or two players. I mean, I, I guess you could um, say the justification, like you said, is how the mechanics were. 
and how you can perform like the hero moments based off of how the raid was. So yeah, I I would hate it if you needed all six players, and if you died like you know no resing, yeah, that would suck. Then that means every you know, one person dies. What like right? But you know there were times where we didn't have to wipe with one or two people being knocked out, um, and, and so that was fun. But you know the raids again, like. Or, uh, Paul, when we did all the raids um, in the last like week or two, um, or at least not all of them, but most of them, the the most annoying raids were Spire of Stars. Well, I guess Raid Layer, and uh, was it Garden Salvation? No, not Garden Salvation. Um, Crown of Sorrows. <laughs> Paul's favorite raid, bro. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, holy well, no, no. So I, I did Spire of Stars with you guys, and I only did the bosses. But yeah, Crown of Sorrows was. Um, it just, I don't know if I enjoyed the boss fight itself. I mean, you think about it, it wasn't too complex. It was simple if you had two competent people that, you know, average Destiny players can complete it. Um, but it came... I think that we both know quite a few people um, that we've played with before in raids that would not have been able to accomplish Okay, that. so above average players could beat it. <laughs> Like I'm just saying, like there's probably a good portion of people that we've raided with in like D1 and D2 that were kind of the ad clearers that would not have been able to do that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, so above average six above average players could complete that. I just didn't like, um, you know, it reminded me of you know the Callus Prestige incident where mm. it's very latency based. It's it's very kind of like. A damage phase starts and then a, a crystal appears in the back of the room and it's like why are crystals appearing once damage phase starts you know what i mean like had it popped up be- you know before i can understand but like the timing of it was kind of off and like there were little things here and there but um overall i mean the raids i don't mind i i just understand that they're not made for three people to do anymore and i guess you know, I had to talk. I had a talking point that I was going to hit, but I guess I could save that, and I'll, I'll go to a different one. The dungeons, right? So the dungeons were created for that three-man environment or that solo opportunity. If you want to solo a dungeon, you can, and I think that's why they made them is that so that raids can remain a six-player activity where six people mm-hmm. have to do something. You can't just like cover somebody's butt. Like everybody has to be held accountable, and I think that makes it kind of more fun and you know gives everybody a role and if, if you can't handle that they made dungeons where you could kind of be pulled through by one other player or two other players and uh still get loot drops still have fun still get all the kind of you know pinnacle activity rewards i just wish that and this is kind of I'll, I'll push it towards this when hawthorne gives you an engram for completing the raid i believe that completing the dungeon either solo or with another clan mate if you do it with three people, should give you, you know, that, that same powerful drop. <sighs> I, I agree. I mean, but uh, no, I guess um, to go back to what you said earlier, I think we could just save this. We could segment it out. I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't know it was going to be, I knew it was going to be a long podcast, but I think it's a better idea that we, you know, continue to do these bonus episodes and chop it up and, uh, you know, Maybe we can focus a little bit more and not be so all over the place. Me included, I guess, specifically. But yeah, no, I think this was a good episode. Yeah. Again, I, I do think that one of the biggest things they can do is 
like what Paul was saying, and actually you like with the with candy cakes was remove the light grind and just have us grind for weapons that we want over just a, a, an arbitrary number to you know because they said that you know the light cap is whatever. And I really hate the freaking artifacts that like artificially inflate your base or your your light, but it doesn't actually increase like the drops you get type of thing kind of I don't know, it's weird mm. i really think that i don't like the way the artifact system is i, I like that it gives us you like the little perks and the things you like the mods you can put on i think that's cool but i don't think there should be a, a light associated with it like a, a light bonus uh, uh, we good <laughs> okay yeah. sorry uh I'm very yawning, but yeah, no, uh, we could definitely save this. I mean, I appreciate y'all coming on the show. Um, seriously, I really appreciate it. You know, you guys' input is uh, definitely needed. Um, I don't know, you, I just, I just appreciate the different perspectives that you guys offer. That's why you guys are on the show. Um, you guys are, you know, smart people, and you know, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I just enjoy hearing it, and like, just sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm indifferent, but I think I just like the blend that we have. So. Um, we'll definitely push this back a little bit further and I guess segment it off. Like Paul said, I think that's a better idea, honestly, cause I'm getting tired already, but, uh, thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys, of course, Paul and Adam for just hopping in the show. Um, when it comes to the destiny show, when it comes to the quote unquote orbs for days podcast, mm-hmm. like I said, in the be- very beginning, um, I am going to make some changes. So it's going to be a different name, different logo everything like that. Uh, so just stay in contact with me or I guess keep following me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, or just, you know, I don't know, follow me on Twitch. So you, I don't know if you have a question, just you could talk to me there. But uh, if you just pay attention, um, you'll see some uh, some new information out there and uh, it'll still be the same podcast. We're still going to talk about Destiny. It's just that, you know, we just got to make a little bit of changes and uh, I don't know, it's just about that time. So uh, thank you guys for uh, coming on the show personally. I do appreciate that a lot, like a whole lot. And, and thank you, Allison, for your input always. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys. Th- and thank you for the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, uh, I will see you uh, next week. Peace. All right. Take Take it easy. Easy.